Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Alex with Unfiltered Sports. Thanks for joining today. Got a nice um, couple topics for us to discuss today. The usual NFL uh, recap from the previous week. Going to be giving some picks. Also talk some fantasy. Sprinkle in some NBA today and then end with our little uh, You Got Milk. So I'm just going to get right into it. First, I'm going to start with my Raiders. Terrible loss to the Bears. Freaking, uh, they had a rookie quarterback um, from a Division II school. This kid freaking tore us up. It was kind of pathetic to even watch. You know, I was expecting us to roll this team, but they just not did not come prepared. I guess they probably thought they were just going to roll them too, but, you know, any given Sunday, any team can win. And, listen, the Bears, every team in the NFL got some talent. They all spend the same amount of money. Shame on uh, the Raiders for not being prepared. Shame on uh, Josh McDaniels for starting Brian Hoyer. Dude hasn't won a game since 2016. So his losing streak continues um, to the dismay of the nation and myself. But it's just, it's kind of pathetic at this point. Um, you know, the trade deadline's coming up October 31st. You know, if the Raiders want to compete for this season, it's time to make a move. I don't know what they're waiting for. I understand there's some leverage in play and other teams interested in there's teams out there who aren't sure if they want to be buyers or sellers yet, but, you know, we need to be bold and we need to, you know, make up our minds on what type of team we want to have for the rest of the season and where we're going to go from here. And it really starts now. And, you know, I don't really got much else to say other than terrible loss and they got the Lions on deck next week, which we'll talk about um, soon, but pathetic. That's all I got to say about that. Then we had... a. Uh, the Saints and the Jaguars talk about pathetic. Um, you know, we had we're going from one pathetic quarterback to a previous pathetic quarterback that we had, and you know, Carr did just did not look good this game. Um, he really hasn't looked good all season. Um, I mean, listen, he's an inconsistent quarterback, but at the end of the day, um, he's capable of having good games. Like the talent's there. It's just he's not consistent with it, and you can see um, people like Alave and such getting getting frustrated. I mean, Jaguars, you know, they really haven't um, looked all that impressive this year either, but they they keep stacking up Ws and against good teams too. So good for the Jaguars. Um, I expected them to win. They um, they pretty much, I mean, the Saints at some points made it interesting. But I remember there's this one throw that Carr threw to um, Alave and went, wasn't even um, actually in bounds, went out of bounds, and he was yelling at him. And I I mean, unless Olave had a rocket up his ass, he wasn't catching that ball. So, again, Jaguars win. Saints um, lose again. And we got the Browns against the Colts. My boy Minshew over here, I've been hyping you guys to him the past couple weeks. And, listen, he's a limited quarterback, but it, dude's a gamer. Um, Browns, um, you know, obviously they ended up coming up with the win at the end. But, you know, they made it tough for them. I mean, Browns should have... Rolled this team, but Colts play tough. Colts got some good players on this team. You know, there's this kid named Josh Downs on the Colts receiver from uh, North Carolina. Dude is nice. Um, he's turning out to be one of their better um, players on offense. I mean, Jonathan Taylor um, starting to uh, heat up a little bit too. But uh, for all you uh, fantasy uh, geeks out there, such as myself, um, definitely uh, pick up Josh Downs or he's someone you should have on the radar. Then we got Bills, Patriots, and somehow Patriots pulled this off. I mean, they pretty much uh, controlled the game for most of the time. And uh, 
they got bad boy Bill's 300th win, but you know, Josh Allen, again, like I've told you guys in the past, he plays to the level of his competition. You know, dude, every year is an MVP favorite. Um, he's clearly a, an awesome quarterback. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to have him on my team as most teams would. But he, he's just so damn inconsistent. He tries to do too much himself. I mean, I attribute that more to coaching. I'm not sold on the Bills uh, coaching staff. I think um, they need to. Uh, I think they're probably going to move on at the end of the year eventually from the current regime, but we'll see what happens over there. But Patriots with the upset, Bills uh, looking lost, looking for answers. Then we got the Giants um, defense coming up big two weeks in a row now. Last week they didn't get it done, but um, against the Commanders um, they were able to. I, I mean, I've been saying to you guys for a while, I really don't think Washington's that good of a team. Um, you know, their schedule's been pretty weak, and, you know, Giants exposed them today. And, Giants uh, ended a four-game losing streak, so they really needed this win. Um, they got a game against the Jets coming up this week. Uh, Battle of uh, Battle of New York be fun to watch, especially uh, for all us uh, Northeasterners out there. But it was a nice win by the Giants. Um, you know, I actually had been was cracking on Tyler Taylor, but I'll be honest, the dude looks better than Daniel Jones does. So there's definitely a question marks going on in, uh, in the back office for the Giants and. I know they're having buyer's remorse for paying Daniel Jones, but thankfully they have an out after next year. So you got one more year of paying him, and you guys probably be looking for a new quarterback soon, if not this coming draft. And we got the Falcons playing the Bucks. Um, was a close game. Usually division games between the uh, the AFC, I mean the NFC South is usually pretty tight. Um, I feel Buccaneers are the better team. Saints have a lot of uh, offensive skill, position, talent. But they kept it close, and uh, Koo hooked them up with a game-winning 51-yard uh, field goal to win the game at the end. So good for them. Who knows? Maybe this guy, Ritter, might be uh, salvageable after all. I'm not a fan of him, but, hey, with the talent they have there, they, you know, you put a decent quarterback uh, back there, they should be putting up numbers. Then we got the Lions, uh, who basically got spanked by the Ravens. And Ravens pretty much exposed this team. Um, I mean, Lions are, you know, they've been a surprise team. There's a lot of people in the media who think they're a contender for the Super Bowl. I've told you guys since the beginning, I felt they were a pretender. I feel they're a good team. I felt like they have a lot of good pieces, especially on um, on defense as well as their offense. They're definitely a nice team. Um, they're going to be competitive in the NFC, but Ravens, um, you know, Ravens are capable of these type of games. It's just They just don't string them together consistently. Um, Lamar is more than capable. Again, I'd like to see him be more consistent. But at the end of the day, they keep stacking up, uh, stacking wins. So they're five and two. They're leading their division, and good for them. And we got the Steelers um, beating the Rams. You know, I don't Steelers. They win ugly somehow every year. They're always stacking wins, but I really don't think the Steelers are that good of a team. I'm not a fan of Pickett. Um, their running game's inconsistent. Uh, their receivers are inconsistent, but you know what? Their defense is the one thing that's always a constant with them. And you know what? The, also, the thing is, too, is they got Mike Tomlin back there. So even if the product on the field isn't the greatest, when you have great coaching, it can overcome many uh, deficiencies. So good for the Steelers, 4-2 uh, and two for them. They rallied, um, came back uh, for the comeback win. 
But my guy on the Rams, uh, Puka Nakua, this guy keeps producing. So for all you who thought that maybe once uh, Cooper Cup was going to come back that he would die down a bit, this guy is uh, showing that he's a gamer. If you really look at their offense, uh, Rams, they have no running game. And they finally have a salvageable number two, I mean, a number two receiver who's worth throwing the ball to. So I see Cup and Nakua putting up numbers for the rest of the season. So if you have Nakua, hold on to him. But definitely I would feel strong uh, starting either one of them. Then we got the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. I mean, it's probably the most boring game of the week to watch, but we all knew uh, the Seahawks were going to win this one. I mean, listen, Cardinals, they fight every game. Um, I definitely uh, think they have a good coach. They have a competitive defense, and, you know, Kyler Murray's going to be back in a week or two. So while I don't think they're going to make a playoff run, he's going to maybe try to show them that he's the right quarterback for them. So we'll see how that goes. But Seahawks with the win, they're 4-2. And, um, and in that division, um, they're gonna, you're going to have to stack up wins to catch up to the Niners. So good for them. Then we got the Packers getting upset by the Broncos. But maybe, uh, the, uh, maybe um, the Packers aren't as good as we thought they were. Looks like... Uh, Looks like Aaron Rodgers deserves some credit because they pretty much have the same team they trotted out last year with Rodgers, and they're looking terrible this year. So this guy, um, Jordan Love, you know, at some points he looks decent, and then at some points he looks straight terrible. So there's definitely some concern in, uh, in the good old Green Bay, but Broncos needed a victory badly, which they got. So good for them. But they're still 2-5, and five and... Not looking, uh, not looking too too hot for next season, or this season uh, either. Then we got uh, Chargers versus Chiefs. Chiefs straight up owned them. Mahomes threw for over four hundred yards. Kelsey's been killing it. Freaking a man! Ever since Taylor Swift came to the picture, this guy's become an animal. I mean, he was always awesome. I think um, what's his name? Michael Parsons was saying the other day that you know he's always been uh, he's always been awesome and. If you got some bad chick out there rooting on for you, it gives you an extra, it gives you that extra juice to want to show off for her, and that's what he's doing. So good for him. And uh, Eagles, uh, Dolphins, which Eagles straight up rolled them. Um, Dolphins, uh, you know what? The Dolphins are five and two. They've looked awesome on offense this year, but one thing, um, they really haven't beaten any good teams. So I don't think none of their wins have been against uh, teams over five hundred. Going back to last season now. So there's concern over there for Dolphins. Even though they've been doing well, their division, um, Jets struggling, uh, Bills, um, you know, kind of uh, looking for their identity right now. And Jets, um, you know, they've been playing better as of late, but we all know how it's going to end up with Zach Wilson. So, but Dolphins need to pick it up and start beating some teams that are actually winning teams. Because otherwise, until that happens, um, they're more pretender rather than contender. And then um, the upset of the week, which we uh, called, and I, my, my picks were pretty crappy this week, but at least uh, I gave you guys the upset with the Vikings, which took place. Kirk Cousins balled out on a, on prime time, which typically he struggles. But listen, he did well. I actually figured, you know, Shanahan coached him for a while, so I kind of thought that might give the Niners the edge with their defense and Shanahan having insight to Cousins. But it looked like it was the other way around. Looks like Cousins was the one who had insight on Shanahan. But dude played well. At, uh, this guy, um, Jordan Addison, has been playing really well. 
we're uh, mocking him a little bit in the beginning of the year, but this dude's been coming on the past four or five games, and looks like when Jefferson comes back, they're going to have a um, – there are three guys of uh, Jefferson, Addison, and Hockensack. I mean, that's as good as they come in uh, the league. So I know people were saying the Vikings were maybe going to be sellers and probably get rid of uh, Daniil Hunter, but, you know, with their division, I mean, the only team they really have to worry about other than themselves is the Lions. And even though the Lions have been playing well, can they continue it for a whole season? They haven't proven that yet. So I definitely think the Vikings can still catch them. Um, if not that, even for a wild card, I mean, the NFC is weak. So now the fact that seven teams can get in the playoffs on each, um, each conference, Vikings are still alive, and I see them making a run. So now let's, um, So we got the trade deadline coming up soon. Um, you know, uh, Eagles made a trade. Uh, they got Bayard from uh, the Titans, one of the better safeties in the league. And you know, it's it's just infuriating because you know this guy, this guy Harry, uh, Howie Roseman from uh, Eagles. He's, I mean, it's him and then everyone else. As this guy is definitely the best GM in the league. He alone. Um, I don't even think it matters who the coach is on the Eagles because this guy just continually makes great um, picks, great moves, always puts them in a position to be successful, um, always is making bold moves. And that's like, what do you got to do to be successful these days? You got to be, once in a while, you got to take chances and be bold. I mean, if you look at them the past couple of years, they've made trades to acquire A.J. Brown, uh, Darius Slay, um, DeAndre Swift, and I'll buy it. I mean, look at that. I mean, how many picks do people waste on talent that never pans out? So why don't you get a third, fourth round pick and get a legit player who's ready to go rather than waste time on some of these guys who, you know, some of these young guys these days are a little entitled coming in. You know, they don't want to put in the work. So, you know, this is a recipe to success for some teams. I mean, listen, if you're, um, if you got a young squad and you're rebuilding, then obviously I'd rather keep the picks. But if you're a team that's competing, you're in the hunt, or you're looking to be in the hunt, follow the Roseman model. Make moves, you know, and be bold. Don't sit back and wait. So that's all I got to say about that. I mean, that's really the only move that's happened. So I'm sure when we talk next week, we'll be talking more moves. Hopefully one for the Raiders, you know, but probably not. All right, then we got week eight picks for, uh, let's see who we got. We got Bucks versus the Bills. I think it's going to be a little tight, but I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go Buffalo. Um, I don't see them losing uh, back-to-back games, especially who's in the Patriots. That was a downer. So I see them uh, I see them beating the Bucks in the close game. Then we got the Rams versus the Cowboys. I remember a couple years ago, the Rams uh, eliminated the Cowboys in the playoffs. Maybe Cowboys are going to try to get some payback this week. So, And it's at Dallas, so I'm going to go with Dallas over here. We got Vikings versus the Packers. As I've said before, the Packers really have been struggling. They don't seem to be a good team. Uh, so I'm going to go with Vikings on this. They've been hot lately. I see them winning again. Then we got Falcons versus the Titans. And it looks to me right now like the Titans are sell- they're in uh, seller mode. Um, by the time we get to this game, who knows if Derrick Henry will even still be on the team. So I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. Then we got Saints versus the Colts. This one's a tough one because um, I do think uh, the Saints are better than their record. 
And although I dog him, I do think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than um, what what we see when he plays on TV, um, especially in prime time. So, but again, Minshew, Colts been playing well lately. They're at home. <sighs> it's tough, but I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. I see Derek uh, rebounding and having a nice game. He's due uh, for a 300-yard game. He hasn't thrown up that much for a while. And everyone, get Alvin Kamara in your lineup. When you check down Carl over there, this guy's going to be crushing it in PPR leagues. So, and even if um, you don't have him, try to get him. I got him in a couple leagues, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Then we got the Patriots versus the Dolphins. And you know what the Dolphins' specialty is, is they beat teams uh, with records under 500. So, I see the Dolphins uh, rolling the Patriots in this one. Then we got uh, the Battle of the uh, the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Jets versus the Giants. This one's tough. With either uh, team that I pick, I'm going to piss off a few of my buddies. I'm just wondering which buddy do I want to piss off. You know what? Um, Giants have been playing well lately. Jets are coming off a bye week. Um, Robert Salah has been getting a little too cocky lately, so... And plus, everyone always says Jets are a Giants' little brothers, so Giants can't let the Jets come in there and beat them. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Then we got Jaguars versus the Steelers. Even though Steelers have been playing well, I think um, even though and also Jacksonville has been a little inconsistent, I still feel they're the better team. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville in this one. Then we got Eagles versus Commanders. Um, last time they played, uh, Commanders made it a little interesting. They went to overtime. But this time, you know, Eagles just got buyered. You know, I think they're coming hard. I think Eagles are going to spank them. So if you got the Eagles D and all Eagles skill position players, start them with confidence this week. And we got the Texans versus the Panthers. Um, battle of the first-round quarterbacks. We all know who the better one is, so that's who I'm going to go with. I think uh, Texans are going to spank the Panthers. Um, they've been playing pretty well. CJ Stroud's been doing his thing. So definitely um, definitely going with the Texans in this one. And we got the Browns versus the Seahawks. This is um, an interesting game because, you know, even though the Browns have been playing well, um, Deshaun Watson's been out. He's been injured. And, uh, you know, P.J. Walker has been doing his thing. Uh, my guy from the XFL over there. But they're playing in Seattle. When it's like a tight game and I'm not really too sure about it, I tend to look at the quarterback position and where they're playing. I'm not that confident in Geno, but I think um, Seattle has the better coach and they have home field advantage, so I'm taking Seattle on this one. Then we got the Chiefs versus the Broncos. I mean, I feel like they just played a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, tough break for the Broncos, but they're going to get spanked again over here by the Chiefs. So Swift, the Swifties are coming for them. And we got Ravens versus the Cardinals. That's just going Ravens right away. Going to roll them. No point even uh, spending any more time on that one. And we got Bengals versus the Niners. It turns out uh, Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol. And one thing for everyone to make note is not one player this season who was in concussion protocol has played that week. So I feel like that's something the NFL has really become more strict about. Uh, it's all about player safety these days. You know, the last person to play um, uh, uh, that week, in that uh, that particular week, while they were in um, concussion protocol, was Kenny Pickett last year. Believe, 
believe you not. But I don't see Purdy playing this week. I personally think uh, Sam Darnold is the worst, um, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, maybe he's better than Brian Hoyer, but I think he's terrible. I'm surprised that the Niners um, moved on and didn't, just didn't keep Lance as their backup quarterback, considering all the assets they invested in him. But anyway, the uh, Bengals are coming off a bye. Uh, Burrow and Higgins are definitely probably going to be feeling better. So I th- I'm looking at the Bengals and potentially blowing them out. Then we got uh, Bears versus Chargers Sunday Night Football. I don't know how the heck that happened. But that's going to definitely a 2-5 and five team playing a 2-4 and four team. <sighs> NFL is going to be not going to be happy with those ratings. But I'm going to go with the smart pick. Even though I would love to see the Chargers lose, I don't see them losing that game. You know, with the, the difference between uh, the Chargers and a team like my Raiders is the Chargers, uh, well, I don't think the Chargers are a good team. They win the games they're supposed to win for the most part. And um, unless this guy Badgett's legit, I see the Chargers winning again this week. Then on uh, Monday Night Football, we got my, uh, my Raiders versus uh, the Pretenders, also known as the Detroit Lions. Lions are favored by eight points, so... I mean, everyone expects the Lions to spank them. Um, everyone I've been looking at has been picking the Lions to win. You know the rules. I don't pick against my boys ever. But, you know, I like when everyone picks against them because I feel like that's when the Raiders actually play well. So I'm going with upset special over here. Vegas over Detroit. We'll see how that ends up. Having said all that, you know what time it is. Actually, no, it's not that time yet. I promised you guys I would sprinkle in some NBA, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so we had uh, the Lakers get defeated by the defending champs. That was fun to watch. We had my uh, Celtics beat the Knicks. Celtics looking strong. They have an awesome starting lineup. But um, I'm looking at their backups, and it doesn't look too hot. So hopefully that later this year when some people get um Bought out, uh, Celtics can pick up some guys who are looking to potentially get a chip because from what I'm seeing right now, it looks like, um, looks like the Celtics and the Bucks are the favorites to win a championship this year. So, And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with my team always, regardless of what sport it is. But I will, um, since we're talking NBA, I'm going to throw out some projections over here. So, I mean... So let's see. For I'm going to give you my division winners, and then I'll give you what teams I think are going to win a cha- uh, go to the finals and win a championship. So I see Boston winning the Atlantic Division. Uh, for the Central, I'm going to go with uh, Milwaukee, obviously. And then in the Southeast, I'm going to go with uh, the Miami Heat. And the Western Conference uh, for the Northwest Division, we're definitely going with uh, the Denver Nuggets, defending champs. Might actually win it again this year. Then in uh, Pacific, I'm going to go with uh, the Phoenix Suns. And then in uh, Southwest, I'm going to go with uh, good old Dallas Mavericks. And in the finals, I'm predicting for it to be the Boston Celtics versus the Nuggets. And I'm going to go with the Celtics in six. So we'll see how that goes. I hope you guys all enjoy that. But now you know it's that time for the You Got Milked. 
And uh, this week, our You Got Milked is Mr. Unibrow, Anthony Davis. Uh, last season, after they uh, got eliminated, uh, swept by the Nuggets, he was saying how uh, the Nuggets are talking a lot of smack, that he kept receipts, and next time he sees them, he's going to make them pay. My my dude didn't do shit. He got shut down by Jokic, um, who basically made a joke out of him, and the Nuggets spanked him. And at this point, um, LeBron's got to be uh, second-guessing himself. I know uh, the first year uh, bubble in the bubble, they won the championship. You know, for that championship, uh, although people don't like to hear it, I, I kind of put an asterisk above it because, you know, it was in a remote location. There was no fans there. It was pretty much like just watching um, like a pickup game. I really didn't like it. I thought it was, I thought it was awful basketball to watch. I did not enjoy the bubble. I know most people didn't enjoy it. I know Lakers fans did because they got a ring out of it. Um, but I think they're definitely having buyer's remorse. I don't know why um, they paid this dude on top of um, all that. But you know, being uh, Having LeBron's boy as your agent definitely helps, but it, de- it definitely, as much as I'm, I'm not a fan of LeBron, I definitely would have liked to have seen him with some better talent um, compete at the end of his career over here rather than be stuck with a lazy player like Anthony Davis, who really, um, you know, he's a good player, and he definitely has all the talent in the world to be a great player, but you could tell that drive to be great to want to be better than everyone, it's not there. And, you know, I always say to other people, you can teach people a lot of things, but you can't teach someone to be hungry. And my guy, he's not hungry. So I definitely, um, I don't think the Lakers are going anywhere this year. And I attribute it really to uh, Anthony Davis because, you know, at this point in LeBron's career, he wants someone else to lead and for him to be a supporting actor. I mean, he can easily be the main man, but he's a little older now, so it would be less taxing on him to be the supporting guy. But unfortunately, uh, Davis is, is not a lead. He never was. Um, so we'll see where they go from there. But having said all that, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, today's show. Make sure to check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, on Twitter at at 2023 unfiltered um hit us up let us know any topics you'd like us to talk about um any uh fantasy advice you might need whatever have you but hey thanks for listening y'all to be continued